Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Curry takes the inbounds from Clay Thompson. You hear the crowd chanting Warriors. Curry, left-hand dribble, has Gordon on his hip, takes him all the way in, glides up, flipped it up, and in! Curry! And a clenched fist. A low five. And a timeout for Denver. It's a four-point Warriors lead with 93 seconds to go. And the Warriors would go on to win by that four-point margin, 102-98, as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson with you as the Warriors, for the first time in 1,073 days, have won a playoff series. My, oh, my, uh, when you look at uh, everything that's happened with this franchise over nearly the last three years uh, the Warriors back in the postseason for the first time in three and winning a playoff series uh, as they get the job done tonight. 102-98 is the final. 888-957-9570. 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program uh, as the Warriors are on to the Western Conference semifinals in a series that will begin either Sunday afternoon in Memphis or Tuesday uh, evening uh, in Memphis, Minnesota, or Memphis or, or at, at Chase Center here if the Minnesota Timberwolves are able to win a couple of games. But uh, we'll, more on all the details of, of all of that coming up uh, over the course of, of the next hour. I want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. And Game 5, as the Warriors rally from 8 down going to the fourth quarter, Good chunks of this game for the Warriors felt much more like game four in Denver, the game where the Warriors were beaten on Sunday afternoon by the Nuggets than the first three games of this series. Small stretches early where it felt a little bit like, all right, the Warriors are going to put a big run on this thing, and it maybe would look as the Warriors started off hot from three early uh, first half of the first quarter and you thought, okay, this this kind of has the feel of, of games one through three, and, and, and maybe the Warriors will be able to withstand a, a run here and a run there, but have a, a smooth kind of cruise to victory. But that was not 
going to be the case as the Nuggets got to the free throw line a ton in this one. As the Warriors uh, had the game slowed down on them, the Nuggets pummeling the Warriors on the offensive glass, in particular in the second and the third quarters. 14 offensive rebounds for Denver going into the fourth quarter, but it all changed uh, for the Warriors in the fourth quarter, thanks in, in large part to the defense of, of Gary Payton the second and Stephen Curry. Uh, back in the starting lineup. The big question coming into this one, would Steph be uh, in the starting lineup or not? I think most people believed he would be. Jordan Poole remained in the starting lineup. Kevon Looney uh, took a spot on the Warriors bench, but the Warriors able to flip a game that had looked a lot like the game four loss for the middle portion of this one tonight into a fourth quarter where the Warriors were able to to grind it out. Uh, Gary Payton, not only with the defense, but uh, some big buckets, two huge threes for Gary Payton, the second uh, in the fourth quarter there, three for four overall, and, and another night where uh, he's able to be uh, dared to shoot and dared to score. And for the second time in five games in this series, he wound up being a big part of why the Nuggets are going home and the Warriors are going on. Uh, game three and game five, Gary Payton, just tremendous and tremendous on both ends. You know what a, a defensive stopper he was, and, and I thought he set the tone in that fourth quarter as far as disrupting the Nuggets offense, which had been in a, in a good flow. Warriors went to a little bit of box and one in that fourth quarter as well, and they were able to flip it from down 78 uh, to 70 at the end of three they outscore the Nuggets 32-20 in the fourth, and uh, they win it 102-98. So 888-957-9570, that's the phone number to give me a call or shoot me a text as the Warriors now can sit back and wait for their second-round opponent. Will it be the Memphis Grizzlies who lead the Timberwolves three games to two? Their game six got to wait all the way until Friday night at 6 o'clock for that one to go from Minneapolis and we'll see uh, if the Grizzlies are able to win that game. Then the Warriors are headed to Memphis to play on Sunday afternoon. If the Timberwolves win that game, then they will play a game seven on Sunday. And the Western Conference semifinal series involving the Warriors won't begin until Tuesday. So a lot still left to be decided. But now the Warriors, no return trip to Denver, no potential to have to go to Denver and then pack uh, to stay over in Denver if they win a game six and figure out where they're going to go. Now the Warriors can take tomorrow off. Uh, they can get back on the practice floor for a couple of days, figure out who the heck their opponent is going to be and whether that series begins on Sunday or coming up uh, six nights from tonight uh, on Tuesday. Uh, the Warriors will be rested uh, and prepared. So 888 Let's get it started here with Gabriel in San Francisco, our tip-off caller tonight on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Gabriel? Hey, just coming back from the game, getting back in my neighborhood. What a slow, grinding game, definitely playing at their pace. Um, you know, I thought them getting the foul line early and getting our guards in foul trouble a little bit was interesting play. And um, I think, like you said, Kerr had to throw some different lineups out there. It was interesting to see Kaminga play. Uh, I thought he did pretty well guarding Jokic for a little bit. But, yeah, Gary Payton seemed to be the catalyst. He looked up at the end of the game, he had 15 points. And, um, obviously, he's a defensive whiz and just uh, kind of causes confusion for the other team when he's in. So, great game. Um, good to see Curry close it out at the end. 
Yep, appreciate the call. Thanks a lot, Gabriel. Gabriel's line open at 888-957-9570. Steph Curry, just what can you say, playing like an MVP in a little under 38 minutes, 30 points, five three-pointers, efficiently got the job done. Nuggets did a nice job on Clay Thompson, one of six from three. Uh, Jordan Poole remained in the starting lineup, but just the, the eight points. And, and yeah, Denver able to, to muck the game up. Uh, the 29 free throws, as you just run through it, the Warriors uh, with 22 personal fouls in this game, 29 free throw attempts for, for Denver. Uh, and really, I thought the Warriors, the game was tied at 48 at halftime, and, and I thought the Warriors were lucky uh, given how the second quarter went, that they actually weren't down uh, eight to ten at that point, uh, the Nuggets had missed some free throws, and and the Nuggets just couldn't buy a three. And I think if there are a couple of things that that helped save the Warriors tonight, in addition to the the monster game from Steph, the defensive tone set by Gary Payton in the big fourth quarter, where he was such a, a catalyst for this team, I think the fact that the Nuggets look up at the end of the night and and they wind up six for twenty nine from three point range. Uh, for the ball game, and if they had just been able to make a couple of more threes at any point, really, even in the mid chunks of this game, the Warriors, you know, forget about being down eight, forget about being down ten. If the Nuggets had been a little hotter uh, from from three point range, the Warriors may have found themselves in a in a really tough situation where they were down fifteen. 18, something like that, and they wouldn't have been able to, to grind it out the way that they did uh, in, in the fourth quarter because the lead would have been uh, too great. So uh, the Warriors held their own. I thought they played a, a grit and grind kind of a game. Nikola Jokic, just tremendous, 30 points, 19 boards, eight assists, and uh, the foul trouble I thought that Jokic got in. Warriors had a lot of foul trouble uh, in, in the first half. The first three quarters, uh, there was a point there where Jokic in the third, uh, he went from uh, he went from one foul to four fouls, and I thought that that helped flip things uh, a little bit uh, in the Warriors' favor as uh, he picked up a couple of quick fouls. Nuggets had the the ten point lead at that point, and then the Warriors knocked it down to one. And another key stretch late in the third quarter, Demarcus Cousins, he was. Tremendous in this game for Denver as well. 19 points on 8 of 12, hit a couple of threes. He keyed a 7 nothing run at the end of the third, and I felt like uh, the Warriors were going to have to climb the mountain again at that point, down 8 going to the fourth after they had gotten Jokic off the floor and they had gotten Jokic in, in foul trouble. Uh, but the Warriors just enough, just enough uh, down the stretch. And for all the conversation about, you know, the, what nickname the, the, the three-guard lineup with Wiggins and Draymond was going to have, and, and that lineup was certainly uh, key to the wins in the first two games, and, and all the talk about what the best lineup is and who should be playing and not playing, uh, it is pretty interesting when you look at, at this playoff series. Warriors ultimately able to prevail on this one, and the lineup that pushed the Warriors over the top in the fifth game tonight uh, different from what the chatter was in those first four games about all those different lineups. It wound up being uh, a lineup of Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, Gary Payton the second, Otto Porter Jr., and Draymond Green. Uh, Andrew Wiggins got back in there a, a little bit late for Otto Porter after he missed a, a wide open three uh, right around the two minute mark. Uh, but it was it was that group. It was Steph uh, being spectacular. It was Clay Thompson and the the championship experience out there with him, and Draymond Green just just flying around trying to to make plays and grit and grind and scrape and claw. Uh, and and then you had Gary Payton, who, who I thought slowed down the the Nuggets 
offense and, and really put uh, really put the, the, the Warriors in, in a position where they could make the run. And again, uh, Payton known for the defense, but it was the offense for Gary Payton that, that really proved to be the difference because teams are, are just with those other shooters on the floor going to give him opportunities to beat them. And tonight, Gary Payton did it in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, Gary Payton hit the two threes that I mentioned, four for four overall shooting, 10 of his 15 points, uh, had a, a couple of big layups, three assists. He had a steal. Uh, he was a plus 10 and a plus minus department in the fourth quarter. Uh, so uh, Warriors down eight going to the fourth. He's a plus 10, and the Warriors walk out of uh, Chase Center tonight with their first playoff victory in, in nearly three years and on to the second round. So 8 at 8 957 Let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr, following this one uh, as uh, Steve Kerr tried to uh, tie a bow on the Warriors' first-round victory. Before I start, I just want to say congrats to uh, to Denver. What a hell of a series! They, uh, you know, the first thing we told our our team before the series started was how experienced and tough uh, Denver is. They came, you know, they've come back from three one down. They've got a team that's stuck together now for years. I think they came back from three one down twice in the same season. So that it's a group that you know they've been together. They've been through the battles. So we knew it was going to be really difficult. Mike does a hell of a job. Jokic is ridiculous really happy to not have to worry about him anymore but uh they had a hell of a hell of a season with all the injuries and i hope they get healthy uh, i also want to just mention how happy i am for demarcus cousins i wanted to win but you know that guy put his heart on the line for us uh several years ago and he's been through hell you know torn achilles torn acl he's a great guy he was a great teammate here and um really fun for me to to just see him play so well I can say that now because we won but uh, he had a great series so with that I'll uh, I'll take some questions you go start the fourth quarter down eight uh, can you discuss what your thoughts were at that moment what did you tell your team and what do you think was the difference in the fourth quarter I think you know it's been three years since we've been in the playoffs and um, you kind of forget how difficult closeout games are and I think our guys felt that uh, the entire way Denver was loose they had nothing to lose they played uh, really well for three quarters, but eight points is is nothing. That's what I said to the team. Eight points is is just a couple of minutes with two or three stops in a row and a couple buckets, and we're right there. And, and uh, we've you know felt that playoff pressure for the first time in a few years, and our guys responded. But to be honest, I I think it was for three quarters. It was like our guys, our main guys, Steph, Draymond, Clay. Maybe they had forgotten a little bit just about how difficult. It is to close out a series. Steve, how would you describe what you got from Gary? I don't. I don't know how to begin uh, on that one. You know, his defense in the fourth quarter was just uh, fantastic. That's why I stayed with him. But then he started knocking down threes and getting to the rim for a couple layups. And uh, I thought he was just a, a huge factor in the game. And um, he deserved uh, to uh, to stay out there with the way he was playing. So we kept him out there the whole fourth, and uh, he came through big time. Is this what you saw from him several points during the season where, you know, a lot of times role players will have nice regular season moments, but he always seemed like a playoff player, a fourth quarter player yeah. type player. Yeah. He doesn't seem too phased by anything. You know, Gary, I guess when you've bounced around, like he has been in the G league and played on 10 day contracts, never really found a home. There's a lot more pressure in that than there is in 
you know, playing in a high stakes game. He's, he's found a home here. He's always seemed comfortable on the floor, never seems overwhelmed. His defense is elite. He's a very unique offensive player, but he's worked so hard on his three-point shot. And um, I think that was a, really a big factor in his, uh, his growth this year and his ability to, to stick and, and make a big uh, impact for our team. Steve, how, how would you evaluate Draymond yet, yet again in there and just everybody swarming on Jokic to try to? Yeah, what Draymond does is uh, it's hard to, to quantify. The stats never do him justice. I just feel like he's built for the playoffs. This is what he's all about when you can actually exert the energy that he exerts and the, the competitive force and get a day off the next day and not have, you know, three games and five nights in, in every city and all that stuff. The regular season is uh, kind of hard for him, you know, because uh, the games aren't as meaningful and he's at his best when the games are the most important. See, a lot of game, this game had a lot of um, shoulders and elbows going, a lot of fouling and so forth. Uh, it's kind of ugly. What did you think he had to do to kind of bring the game back to what you guys want to do on offense, especially? I thought the the uh, well, we started getting stops in the fourth quarter and we didn't foul, so the game started to flow, and we finally started to move the ball. I thought we were really forcing shots uh, the whole first half. Everybody was kind of anxious, trying to do it on their own a little bit, and um, they shot twenty free throws in the first half too. So we were you know bringing the ball up the floor against their half court defense, which is excellent. You know, they're fifth ranked defense in the league in, in terms of uh, you know, playing in the half court. Um, so you got to be able to beat them in flow, in transition. And uh, even after, if they make a shot, you know, Draymond can push it up. But after a free throw, they're just sitting there waiting for you. So second half was way better. Only nine free throws compared to 20. We got a lot of stops. You know, we held them to 44% shooting, six for 29 from three. So we were getting stops and then uh, that allowed us to flow and the ball started to move. Steve, you mentioned uh, Gary's defense in the fourth quarter, but what about overall the team? I think Nuggets only scored six points in the first eight minutes of the quarter, and it seemed like, like you said, you got a bunch of stops in a row that you hadn't gotten earlier. That's, uh, what yeah. changed or did anything change? I just think the lineup that was out there really set a tone with, with Gary and Otto. That's why we stayed with them you know, throughout that fourth quarter because they, that group was playing so well with Steph, Clay, and, uh, and Draymond. So it was all about the defense. Gary's right there. You'd rather talk to him. And we will hear from Gary Payton the second here coming up. Uh, but first, we got full phone lines, 888-957-9570. Appreciate everybody holding on the line while we heard from the head coach of the Warriors, Steve Kerr. I'll give you some thoughts on what he had to say uh, coming up here. But uh, right now, let's get it rolling. We'll keep it moving with Jason in Redwood City. We'll run right through all the calls on the board here. Jason, you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Jason? Yeah, thanks. Just wanted to just came from the game and just wanted to talk a little bit about GP2, keeping him in there in the fourth quarter in crunch time. You know, we've talked about he should be in the starting lineup. Do you keep Jordan Poole in there? It just seems like this is another argument for, you know, having Jordan really, really carry that second unit when you need somebody to score. But when it's crunch time, you know, Steph's going to take the shots. And if they double and triple up on Steph, he's going to pass to Clay. And if it's not Clay, you know, he's going to pass to Wiggs. And of course, we saw here. GP2 can knock him down. Sure, he's not going to knock him down every game, but it just seems like maybe you go with that extra defense in crunch time that GP2 gives you over JP, and then JP's still the star when when Steph or Clay is out and you need some scoring in the second unit. What, what do you guys think? 
Yeah, appreciate it, Jason. Jason's line open, 888-957-9570. I think the answer is that Steve Kerr has options, and and he telegraphed this the final couple of weeks of, of the season. He laid it out pretty clearly when he said there could be different rotations and different starting lineups game to game and certainly series to series going into the playoffs. This was with about the two weeks to go in the season. I think it was right before the Phoenix game that the Warriors lost before they they had their winning streak to, to close out the, the regular season. And I think you know there's going to be nights where Jordan Poole's going to be out there, and I think he'll be out there with Steph and Clay and, and Wiggins and Draymond. There, there might be a night where if Andrea Godala's healthy, he's out there. Uh, there might be a night where you know maybe Wiggins isn't playing as well, and Otto Porter's giving him something as Otto Porter was tonight, and he's out there. And, and, and Gary Payton, an extension of that as well, uh, to where if you need the defense and you feel like you have enough offense or the game dictates because it, it turns into such a slog and a grind as this game did tonight. It was kind of an ugly game, as you heard Monty Poole say there to to Steve Kerr. It was a and, and Peyton's made for that. Peyton's made for the playoffs. He is he is that kind of a player. So the answer is the Warriors have options. And I think, you know, Steve Kerr being able to hit the right button and not just automatically go back to Jordan Poole because Jordan Poole had three awesome games in the first three games of this series, but to ride it out with Peyton, that's how you win a championship. It, it's hitting the right the right number at the right time with the right combination, and Steve Kerr you know, leaving that group out there and letting them roll is a big part of why the Warriors were able to to win this game, and they're not headed back to, to try and you know play a, a game six in Denver where they're where they're up against it a little bit and feeling some pressure. So uh, from Jason to Dave in Alameda on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Dave? Hey, how's it going? You're doing a great job, as usual. Uh, you know what I'm thinking? I think uh, us Warrior fans, we're thinking, wow, we're really fortunate to get uh, these wins in games three and five. And uh, very impressed with Jokic and the coach from Denver. I thought they got that's amazing how much, you know, how, how much pressure they put on the Warriors to take them this far. Uh, they get a lot of credit. I think uh, Dallas is going to take – hopefully they can beat Utah because I think they're going to beat Phoenix. And I think it'll be Dallas and the Warriors to go to the finals. It'll be a great, 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 great way to, uh, you know, see who's going to go to the finals. And hopefully it'll be the Warriors. But, you know, I think Dallas is going to give us twice as much uh, as – I think it'll go seven games for sure. Absolutely. that the Warriors, And the Warriors will win. And, but I think Dallas is going to give us all we can handle. So you're doing a great job. Have a nice day and a great show. Peace. Bye. All right. Appreciate it. From Dave and Alameda to Jim in the Marina next year on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. What's going on, Jim? Hey, you know, I'm leaving the game. It would, uh, really was a nice crowd tonight. You know, um, I think we're, we've always been wondering how Chase is going to compare to Oracle. And there was points early on in the game and definitely towards the end where the crowd, you know, uh, was nice, you know. It was a good volume. They were into it. Uh, staff was getting people into it, um, and you know, I, I'm concerned a little bit about the the missed free throws, the lack of rebound ability by Looney. But uh, it wasn't a pretty win. But uh, I think bottom line, it is a win. So uh, we'll fix things up. We got some days off right until uh, the next series starts. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate it, Jim in the arena checking in. Yeah, the the rebounding at times tonight was a major factor. The 14 offensive rebounds and in three quarters for Denver in the fourth quarter, the Nuggets had zero offensive rebounds. So the Warriors were able to to clean that up a little bit. 
And yeah, Jokic was unbelievable. I thought maybe moving Kevon Looney onto DeMarcus Cousins when, when Boogie Cousins was in the game as Jokic's backup might be a, a, a help, but uh, Cousins was just feasting on everybody. He even got the better at Draymond a couple of times. 19 points in 15 minutes for Boogie Cousins tonight. Uh, and, and yeah, look, the bigs hurt the Warriors more as the series went on. Uh, but the Warriors were able to to do enough down the stretch here to to hang on and, and get the victory. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned the crowd, Jim. The crowd was electric tonight. It was fantastic. It it was it it did feel like like Roracle. It did feel like Roracle in you know the the 18 19 iteration, the last time that that this team was was playing for something and and playing for a, a playoff series victory. And and look, the only way a a, a building can grow and and have character is by hosting these games like like tonight and like the first two games of this series but yeah there was a there was an extra special edge to the building tonight and an excitement and and a sense that the warrior fans could taste the fact that this team had an opportunity to do something they hadn't done in in three years and so they brought it and I think the game also you know, it, it wasn't all Steph Shimian and Clay going off and Jordan Poole putting guys in the mixer and and all of that, uh, but it was an edgy game. And I think because it was an edgy game, an edgy game can lead to an edgy crowd. And and I thought it was a it was an edgy crowd tonight uh, that that really helped propel and and push the Warriors uh, to keep fighting in this one as they found themselves you know in a tough spot uh, right around halftime and an even tougher spot. Uh, down 10 at a couple times in the third quarter, down eight going to the fourth quarter. So Don in San Francisco next year on 95-7, the game. What's going on, Don? Good, man. Just left the game. Um, I just want to give some credit to uh, to Jokic and the Denver Nuggets, man. I mean, the Nuggets are missing their two best players, and Jokic really, really carried them this game. And, you know, they fought really two, two or three close games. So I just want to give a big shout-out to Jokic. I think he's my MVP this year. And then Marcus Cousins through a lot of adversity, and then he bounced around a bit this year in the league. Uh, but, you know, again, for 19 points in the closeout game, I'm hoping he can get a, uh, a contract next year. I'm really looking forward to the next series, man. Uh, I think the Wolves will probably uh, – or no, I, I, I think the Grizzlies will probably beat the Wolves. Uh, I think the Grizzlies are going to be a tough matchup for us. They beat us last year um, in the playing game, and I think they beat us a few times this year too. So curious what your thoughts are on a potential Warriors-Grizzlies uh, round two series. Yeah, thanks, Don. Uh, 888-957-9570, a couple of things there. Yeah, we'll see what happens with the Grizzlies and the Timberwolves. It wouldn't surprise me in the least if the Timberwolves go back home and, and force a Game 7 and, and they wind up playing at 3-3 three to three in, in Memphis on, on Sunday afternoon and, and we get two more games to see how it shakes out uh, between those two before the, the conference semifinals begin either here if it's Minnesota on Tuesday or in Memphis if it goes seven on Tuesday. Uh, if the Grizzlies are victorious, again, just letting everybody know, uh, if the Grizzlies do win on Friday night and close out the Timberwolves 4-2, to two, then that series would be uh, – Warriors would find out right about 8.30 on Friday night. All right, you're going to Memphis to play on Sunday, so you'd fly to Memphis on, on Saturday and and then you know be ready to play that game on, on Sunday afternoon uh, at, at FedEx Forum. As far as Jokic, th- the dude's just a beast. He, he's an absolute beast, and he was a little hobbled, I thought, 
uh, down the stretch. Not only the foul trouble, but uh, I know he was trying to get stretched out a little bit. It looked like he had some kind of wrap on it on his hamstring. Uh, and so the potential for him, but he came back and, and gave one final push as the game was back and forth down the stretch with the, a couple of big hoops to, to keep the Nuggets within striking distance, within it being a, a one-possession game uh, when it looked like maybe the Warriors were going to be able to get a little bit of breathing room. Uh, he helped to keep his team in it. And, yeah, you heard Steve Kerr mention DeMarcus Cousins and, and just how much he's been through. I mean, Boogie Cousins in the last three, four years has been through – Everything that Clay Thompson has been through, he he had the Clay Tom he had it in in the opposite order, but he had the Achilles and then he had the ACL. Uh, Clay had the ACL and then the Achilles, and and so Demarcus has still been trying to to work his way back and bouncing around to a number of different teams. I know he's got a great relationship with with Michael Malone, and the one thing you knew as you do kind of tip your cap, and we heard Steve Kerr do it. Uh, tip your cap to the Nuggets. You knew the Nuggets were not going to lay down. Uh, yeah, severely undermanned in this series uh, without their second and third best players, but you knew a Michael Malone coach team was not going to lie down. And, yeah, Jokic, uh, we're going to hear from Draymond. You're not going to want to miss what, what he had to say uh, about Jokic uh, and the and the skill level. But uh, if, if you were kind of wondering what he was all about or maybe thought some of the numbers were a little hollow or, oh, they didn't win that much or whatever, I think I think Warriors fans got a pretty good taste these last three games what Nikola Jokic is all about and why the dude probably is going to wind up winning a back-to-back -back, uh, MVP. Uh, the coach is up next here at 888-957-9570. What's up, coach? Hey, J.D. Great show as always. Just driving back from the game. Uh, a couple of quick points. Um, first, uh, you know, I, I just love watching the genius of Draymond Green. You know, not only is he playing his position, I, I don't know how, I don't know how he can battle. He is so undersized, and then at the same time, he's he's a coach on the floor. Like he's telling these young guys where to be. Sometimes the Warriors looked a little off kilter. I think the game got jumped up by Denver, and he's trying to put people into position and. He's just, he is truly a savant. I just love watching that guy play. Um, uh, enough's been said about GP2. Uh, I, I think auto contributions were understated. He missed the big three, but but he's just such a smart player. He's in the right position. He's, he's, um, he's boxing people out. He's just, he's just smart. And then finally, I don't know what's up with Wiggins, but if Wiggins wants to beat, sort of the rep as, you know, I know he's two-way wigs and he's all-star wigs, but it's like, dude, you got to show up. And it's somebody's got a lot of fire because he goes to the hole. Very few people can stop him, but it's it's like he just plays sort of lackadaisical. And um, I want to see more out of Wiggins. Looking forward to the next um, series. And uh, thanks for a great show, J.D. Have a good night. Yeah, appreciate it, Coach. Uh, checking in on the roadway tonight, 888-957-9570. And you saw Steve Kerr go away from Wiggins. He, he hadn't played at all in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had shorter run, I thought, in the first half, only 23 minutes total. Did get it in the final couple of minutes after Porter missed the three, but he had hit a big three prior to that uh, in, in this game. Uh, and the Warriors are going to need more from Andrew Wiggins in the next series, regardless of, of who the opponent is. And I know he's had some big games against his former team, the Timberwolves, if it's them. Uh, he's also had some big games against uh, the Grizzlies uh, over the last couple of years since he's joined the Warriors. So I think that could bode well 
uh, those two opponents specifically for Wiggins, but it, it is a tricky spot that he consistently finds himself in because it's always the nights where, and yet Steph doing his thing and going for 30 and, and, and looking like an MVP, Clay didn't have it tonight in terms of the shot making. He did a lot of other little things, and he was on the floor for the Warriors when, when they were coming back late. But 5 of 13, 1 of 6 from 3. Uh, Jordan Poole, second game in a row where the Nuggets were able to take him away. 3 of 10, 1 of 4 from 3. 8 points total. He only played 25 minutes. But it's those nights where everybody, it's almost as if, hey, if, if, if Curry and Thompson and Poole are all clicking, then nobody cares what Wiggins does. But he better make the big three late when when you're down by two, which he did in game three, and it got him off the hook. Uh, and, and the other three were just tremendous. But on the nights where, you know, tonight it was really, from an offensive standpoint, only Curry among the three guards that, that had a, a quality offensive game, that's where everybody all of a sudden wants to look to Wiggins and say, well, damn it, you got to do more. Well, that, that's easier said than done, uh, I, I think. Uh, but tonight... It was a little peculiar. There was something going on there. You look uh, at, at Otto Porter, wound up playing 24 minutes. He played more minutes tonight than Wiggins. But, again, it all comes back to the Warriors have options and they have depth. And, and these veteran players, Steve Kerr trusts, and I think clearly he trusts Porter as a 16-game player, a playoff-type player. Clearly he trusts Peyton as a, as a playoff-type player as well. And both of them uh, helped – win some of the biggest moments of, of this entire series. So let's get Filmo Mike uh, up next here at 888-957-9570. What's going on tonight, Filmo? Hey, J.D. <clears throat> um, before I go, I do want to shout out Jokic and DeMarcus Cousins. Usually you you see teams that kind of try to, like, get, like, uh, opposite big. But I like what Phoenix and 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 and, and the Nuggets do, they kind of keep the same type of bigs so that I just like what they do. And Jokic put Draymond in a nitrogen cycle, some crazy. I think it was in the first or second quarter. But anyway, the start of the game, I had a feeling they were going to press. And I just felt like they were trying to, like, make – like, create a blowout with only three shots. Like, they were just pressing too hard. Also, the last, like, seven minutes of the second quarter – they're fouling every time down the court. They have to stop fouling because the game could have been over. You know why? Sometimes you don't need to foul. Let let the guy score. Grab the ball. Get it in the hoop. Get your offense pushing and going. Push it up the court, even if you got to grab it out the net. But when you stop, Jokic is not getting tired. So for like eight, nine minutes, we were just going up and down the court one time, and you're not tiring out the team. You're not getting your team in the flow, and you're hacking, and you put them in a bonus with six minutes left. Great win, though, for sure. Great win. I love it. But, man, it was just so frustrating because they were trying to, like, make 30 points off of five shots. Like, bro, the, the, the blowout will come if y'all keep creating stops. But when you keep fouling, you're not, you, you're not giving yourself any momentum. Have a nice show, J.D. Yeah, appreciate it, Mike. 888-957-9570. Steve Kerr mentioned this in, in his postgame comments. Uh, and I'm with you, Filmo, Mike. The, they pressed a little early. They were hot from three early. And I think they felt like, all right, this thing could turn into maybe a little bit of, of a blowout. But then they got into foul trouble. And the foul trouble, as Steve Kerr alluded to, that – 
get you in a position where now you're now the Nuggets are, are able to play defense in the half court, and the Nuggets are a much different defensive team in the half court than they are in transition. And the Warriors, the Warriors kicked the Nuggets' butt. And Michael Malone was talking about this before the game tonight, how, how badly the Nuggets have been beaten in transition. When they would take quick shots, when they would turn the ball over and the Warriors would get out and the pace would pick up and the tempo would move and the ball would flow, that's when the Warriors would go on these runs. And they had a massive one in game one and two. Uh, they, they were just always in a flow, it felt like, in, in game three. Just very comfortable out there on the floor. And then the Nuggets tried to slow things down a little bit. Progressively over the, th over the third game, fourth game, and fifth game, they had more success with it. They really didn't truly have success with it, though, until the fouls started coming along uh, for, for the ride. Uh, so that because that allowed the Nuggets to have both ends, right? It, it allowed them to, to be able to defend in the half court and and slow the game down that way while also on offense be able to slow the game and really go into Jokic and try and try and hit their cuts a little bit more uh, and, and the like. So, yeah, uh, they pressed, then they got into foul trouble, then the offense went away uh, in the second and, and the third quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they just had to figure out a way to grind it out, and that meant... Gary Payton the second and Otto Porter being on the floor, but uh, Payton for the defensive prowess they needed his offense tonight, and he was able to deliver uh, with the ten points in the fourth quarter and the fifteen overall. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Let's get uh, Rich Ray. Rich Ray is up next here. What's going on, Rich Ray? Yeah, uh, let me uh, get this off. But you know, I really felt like uh, am I on? You're on. What's going on, my man? How you guys doing tonight, man? Let me let me do that first. All right, Rich yeah. Ray. All right, man. Yep. All right. Appreciate it. Eight eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Before we pause here, uh, let's go ahead and get uh, our move of the game. Our move of the game brought to you by Good Green Moving. Uh, visit goodgreenmoving.com and download the free Good Green app today for your local and long-distance moving and storage needs. Here's your move of the game. Draymond got it to Curry. Curry off the screen. Deep three on the way. Got another one! It's a Curry flurry. It's a one-point game. A 13-4 run. Denver calls timeout. Nuggets 68. Warriors 67. This is playoff basketball. Yeah, and the Warriors uh, fighting back after they had gotten down 10 in a couple, a couple of different uh, junctures there, and Steph bringing them back, and, and tonight was a night where just uh, the Warriors only 13-31 from three, but still doubled up the Nuggets, who were 6-29, of 29, and, and there were moments early, but Steph really throughout the game, just big threes, big threes. Curry gets rolling and helped the Warriors kind of hang around in this one to the point where uh, they were able to be close enough still down the stretch to, to win it with a good quarter, and the Warriors did have a great fourth quarter outscoring the Nuggets 32-20. to 20. So that, our move of the game, brought to you by Good Green Moving. All right, we'll go ahead and pause here. 888-957-9570. Uh, John Dickinson inside Chase Center as the Warriors beat the Nuggets tonight. They win the first-round series four games to one. 102-98 the final. We're going to hear from Gary Payton the second. Draymond Green and others uh, here in the next half hour. Uh, come back right here on 95.7 The Game. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Warriors not getting any movement, so Clay Thompson comes and gets the ball. Dribbles left, goes all the way with a left-hand layup. Beat Jokic to the rim and scored. And Jokic couldn't really fully challenge that shot with five fouls. Clay Thompson knew that. He's got 15 now. Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 The Game. Warriors on to the second round with the 102-98 win tonight here in Chase Center. John Dickinson back with you. We'll uh, keep this thing rolling as long as the people want to talk on the phone lines at 888-957-9570. The Xfinity Mobile text line as well. Uh, we got some text messages to get to. Shot of the game as well. And uh, we're going to hear from Gary Payton the second, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and probably Stephen Curry uh, here between now and before we call it a night. Rich Ray on the phone. So I'm going to give you one more shot, Rich Ray. How you doing, my man? You're on 95.7 The Game. How you guys doing tonight, man? Good. Doing well, man. What's up? Yeah, so, like, I just I, – I really didn't feel it tonight. Like, we – I thought the guys – I thought I thought our Warrior boys played really poorly tonight. and just – we grinded it out. We couldn't get a run in. You know the referees with these calls, but I, I'm, but I'm not focused on that. It's like auto play. It, it felt like auto played the whole game. It's like he's the new Iguodala. It's like, you know, we we, we had so many problems. It, it just it didn't feel like we could really make a run at this thing. You know, it was like. It, it was just such a grind. I was so stressed out listening to the game tonight. I don't watch. I listen. And, you know, I thought that the turning point, thank thank God, I thought the turning point was when Draymond just really stepped up on, on defense late in the third. And it was just a defensive thing where Draymond just, he started stripping people and doing all these things. But, like, you know, 
I just we, we we not I don't like the way the Warriors are looking right now, and uh, you know I don't know I'll, I'll hear your thoughts off the air, but I just I didn't feel good about this win. I thought that we had guys like GP two. I mean, are we gonna really count on that well, on him to make yeah. these big shots? And, like I, I don't know, man. You know, I'm a basketball well, Here's the player. thing, Rich Ray. I'm going to jump in, Rich Ray. Good good, good call, and, and there's a few things to chew on, and, and I'll try and touch on, on a bunch of them for you right now. Uh, look, sometimes you just got to win ugly. And, and you know, it's not always going to be Curry goes for 30 and Jordan Poole goes for 27 and Clay Thompson goes for 27 and everybody shoots well and it's a pool party and it's 1823s and everybody's dancing and shimmying and laughing and smiling and and you know it just that's not how the playoffs go and it's especially not how the playoffs go once you get to a closeout situation and once you put a team into desperation mode just because you're the better team and you put yourself in that position to, to close out the series. You know, that, that teams don't lay down. Most teams don't. Some teams do. Uh, but the, the Nuggets, I think, safely, and we talked about that throughout the week here as the Warriors were building this lead in the series, the Nuggets probably were not going to just lay down and, and get blown out and get embarrassed. And I think you did see progressively as the series went on and the Warriors did build their lead in the series – uh, the Nuggets got more and more combative, if anything, and more and more physical and more and more plotting and, and more and more hell-bent on not getting punked the way that the Warriors kind of punked them in in the first two and a half to three games of this series with all of the offense and the three-point shots and, and, and the like. So uh, you got to win a number of different ways. And so, yeah, tonight was not the picture of what the first three games looked like, but it's a playoff win. And it's a playoff win that clinches a playoff series for a franchise that, that, yes, over the last decade has been as dominant as any franchise in professional sports, but also hasn't won a freaking playoff series in 1,073 days before tonight. Got to go all the way back to Portland up at Moda Center on May the 20th in the Western Conference Finals of 2019, the last time the Warriors won a playoff series. 1,073 days. So uh, whether it was pretty or not, it was effective. And no, you're, it's not going to be Peyton and, and, and Porter every night uh, grinding out wins. It, it, the Warriors are going to have to get a lot of offense from a lot of, of different. You know, they're going to have to. They're going to have to shoot it more like they did the first three games of this series if this team's going to win a championship. But you got to have in your bag different ways to to click and different ways to 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 win games. So uh, tonight's a positive. The one thing I will say, and I know we're going to have a, a Warriors weekly podcast. My guy Steiny, we're going to record a podcast early in the morning before him and Guru uh, hit the airwaves at noon. And one of the things we are going to talk about is, you know, what are the takeaways from these last couple of games where even though the Warriors won the series, you know, are there some some alarming signs that, that could relate to given this team, you know, being the reason maybe this team does come up short later on? Like, tonight's not the night for that. Uh, tomorrow and, and next couple of days till we figure out who the Warriors are going to play, you know, we can worry about that and what translates and what doesn't and, and if there were – some areas that were a little bit leaky. Tonight it's all about figuring out a way to win and 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 celebrating that that first playoff series victory in in nearly three years. So let, let's get Juggin. Juggin, is Juggin still with us at eight at eight nine five seven? 
9570 on the phone lines. Yeah, let's go. Juggin on the Bay Bridge. Hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. Um, just headed got it. back from Chase Center. And um, I think, you know, you nailed it. The crowd was electric. The environment in there was awesome. Um, and just a couple things that I want to talk about. You know, everybody's kind of talked about GP2, but, man, like, he had a huge game. Uh, his defense was crazy. Um, you know, just seeing him kind of pester Bones Highland, like, throughout the game, like, when they were inbounding and he would just go and lean against him and put his hands behind his back and he locked him down. And, you know, Bones Highland like really did look like a rookie in this game. And, um, you know, GP2 it was just awesome to see him step up. I think that's a testament to the Warriors as a whole when, you know, guys like Jordan Poole, um, you know, don't necessarily have a good game. You have, you know, some, somebody else like GP2 step up. And I think, you know, um, if we do look forward and it is the Grizzlies in the next round, um, I think they are going to need um, his defense a lot for Ja Morant as well. And uh, the second thing I wanted to just talk about real quick was Jokic, man. That guy, that guy, you know, if he wins MVP again this year, it's well-deserved. He's just amazing. Um, did he have, I didn't look at the stat line. Did he have 20 rebounds as well? Because it seemed like he was getting all the boards. And um, it was just discouraging to see that when he was on the bench, Boogie just came in and, you know, beat him up the same way. Um, as well, um, is there, you know, is there anything they could do about getting some getting some more size in there at all this late in the season? Uh, thanks so much for taking my call, JD. Yep, appreciate it, Jagan. Uh, and Jokic did not end up with twenty; he ended up with nineteen on on the final box, thirty, nineteen, and eight assists. And yeah, Boogie Cousins had had nineteen points and four boards himself, so forty nine points from the center position. Uh, in this one for for the Nuggets, uh, as, but nope, nothing unfortunately that the Warriors can do uh, at this point as far as adding to the roster. That that time has has come and gone, and they're gonna they're gonna have to roll with it, and and they're gonna have to hope that in a playoff series as they continue to progress, that 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 they can get enough good games from the Draymonds and the Loonies to be able to to be able to guide themselves through. And and look, they did a nice job against Jokic the first couple of games, but as the series went on, and I think the same could be said about Cousins, those two did start to play more effectively. But for as talented as, as some of these other, you know, the Jaron Jackson Juniors of the world and, and some of these other players that the Warriors may see, Aiton, and if they wind up seeing Towns, uh, you know, Jokic and, and Cousins are, are unique uh, skill set players in in their own right but uh, as far as Gary Payton the second I think you're right he is going to be on Bones Highland uh, or he is going to be on John Morant a lot and the Warriors are going to need him to be on John Morant a lot in the next series because as you look at uh, if Memphis wins that thing you know he is in many ways kind of an unguardable player for the Warriors among their starting players plus Jordan Poole like Clay Thompson at this stage, I don't think he's going to be running around with John Morant. I know they probably will put Wiggins on him a little bit, Curry and Poole, uh-uh, uh, and then and then a, a dose of, of GP2. So uh, we'll keep it moving on the phones, 888-957-9570. Nick and Santa Cruz next on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Nick. Hey, J.D., how's it going? Big fan. Good, man. Appreciate it. So I – yeah, on our way back from from State Center, uh, first first playoff game there. Uh, arena seemed to be going off, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, 
want to get your comparison on on Oracle versus Chase uh, in a, in a playoff series. It seemed to be uh, uh, pretty pretty equal there. Yeah, I thought tonight for sure, Nick, was, and, and thank you for the phone call, I thought tonight was com- was comparable to 17-18 or 18-19 over, over at Oracle. I think in the early championship years, 14-15, 15-16, I think that was a, you know, that was a different level with, with, with you know, that team bursting onto the scene after so many years of, of not being a good team. You know, the, the We Believe year is kind of its own thing going back to, to 2007. I mean, those are special seasons and and special crowds that, that don't don't get replicated often. And but but I think that I thought tonight was awesome. Tonight was a tonight was as electric. I thought the first of the first four games, I'll be honest, uh, and, and I had the pleasure to travel and, and, and they'll be traveling throughout the playoffs and you know, doing Warriors wrap up and, and some of the pregame shows as well on the weekend uh, from these other buildings. And, and I'll be honest, I, I thought the first four games of this series, uh, the, the crowd at, at Denver was better. <laughs> You know, I, I thought the, the crowd here was great. The first two, I thought the crowd in Denver was was uh, more. But tonight was the best crowd of the whole series in in my mind, as far as the the five games go. I thought tonight was hands down the best crowd of the whole series. It it was a, a warrior warrior crowd, and the first two were good. I thought the first two were good. I thought I thought the the, the mix of the, some of the Warrior fans with the Nuggets fans in three and four. Uh, the Nuggets fans stepped up their game, but I thought tonight was the best crowd of the of the five games period in the series, uh, where you had the the Warrior fans smelling blood, uh, you, you know the, the the sound was just reverberating all around the building, and and people were fired up. It it felt like Roracle tonight. It did, and and don't let anybody tell you different. It was a, it was a special electric atmosphere, and it's only round one. You know what's what's game three against Memphis going to be like, uh, or game one against Minnesota if Memphis gets beat, uh, and the Warriors have an opportunity to to move on to a Western Conference Finals. So no, it was it was awesome. Warrior fans should be proud of themselves tonight uh, that they brought it at the level that they did. Because again, uh, the only way that that arenas, uh, you know, earn character and build character, however you want to put it or by going through some of these games and having the fans show up and show out, and they did tonight. Robin in San Francisco. Hey, Robin. Thanks for having me uh, on, um, J.D. I don't want to spoil the mood because you sound really upbeat, and it was a good win. I was kind of feeling like the gentleman, the call before last, the grind, but moving forward. It's the playoffs, Robin. I'm going to let you finish. Robin, Robin, Robin. It's the playoffs. Like, it's – I mean, it's – not every game is is, (laughs) – Hey, listen, I'm happy. I am happy we're in the playoffs. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't really sound like Debbie Dowder. You know, you call, <laughs> I call in enough, and you and I talk a lot. And you know how I feel about four through eight, okay? You just know how I feel about it, which has me worried. But here's what I want to say, because I feel – I feel what won this game tonight. Yeah, you need offense. You need the, the damn balls going to the basket, J.D. But defense, when our offense is not working, our defense has to stay at a championship level, okay? And so it doesn't matter. It got turned up. But now can they, you know, play a game they did like tonight? You know what I'm saying? As we move forward and just turned up because it's going to get harder and harder, which is why I wanted to ask you this. 
One of the problems that I see that has always been a problem for the Warriors moving forward, whoever we play, particularly, let's say, Memphis. What, what I see teams do against the Warriors, because when the floor of their offense breaks down, they don't really have anybody that can ISO up to get buckets, and I'm not referring to KD. I just think they have that kind of um, they have that they have that type of player missing. So what I see a lot of time on switches and, 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 and things like that, in particular Memphis, what they typically do is ISO up on the Warriors, and that's how they beat them. And so with those long wins and those athletic youth players, I just feel like they can ISO up and beat them. And I just wanted to hear your take on that to kind of affirm, uh, uh, confirm my basketball knowledge. Bye, sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah, Robin, I appreciate it. No, I think no, I think you're onto something there. I think you're definitely onto something there. And I'm, look, I'm I'm giving you a hard time a little bit because we're going to have plenty of days to talk about what you know this series as a whole shows. Because you're right, it is fair to feel a little bit different at the end of this series than than maybe you did after the game Thursday night in Denver where the Warriors went up three zero and everything was clicking. Now, some of that was the opponent that the Warriors were facing. And you give the Nuggets credit for hanging in there and 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 making the Warriors you know really work their tails off for that for that fourth win, uh, and and to, and the clinching win. But I think it as you look at this series now through the full context of the five games and the Warriors having to eke it out, there are some things that that have popped up that are more problematic in in future series that that could that could rear their head. I, I think that's just fair. I just think tonight when a series ends and each game is its own entity in a series, and I think each series is its own entity, uh, the, the smart thing to do is not to focus on, well, what did – like this isn't a regular season win. If this is a regular season win and you want to say, oh, so-and-so didn't play well, and this isn't good, da, 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 you just won a freaking playoff series for the first time in, in, in three years. I, I think if you're a Warrior fan tonight, you just you, you got to feel good about it take a deep breath, and then we're going to have a few days to figure out uh, what, the, what the – we don't even know who the freaking opponent's going to be between, between Memphis and, and Minnesota. All right, Kathleen is next here in Concord on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Kathleen. Oh, yeah. Hi, J.D. I feel silly after hearing that right now, but I was just thinking about okay. how well, you know, Boogie played. And he did. Mike Malone – you know, might have wanted to play him in those last few minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Not when you got Jokic and you're not going to play him together, but I do think, I do think they got caught a little bit where Jokic was rolling. And thanks for the call, Kathleen. And then he got into foul trouble, and then Cousins came in, and Cousins was awesome. And then, okay, you're going to bring Jokic back in. And then Jokic immediately picks up his fifth foul right when he comes back in. And then Cousins goes back in. So so, so now you're a little bit out of sync there. And the Warriors did a better job in that second stint. And then Jokic comes back in. And, look, Jokic was awesome. But, yeah, I look, and Steve Kerr said it right out of the shoot. Unbelievable performance by Jokic, how happy he was for, for DeMarcus Cousins, and I think everybody would, would say that. Um, and, and, look, I, my, my time with, with DeMarcus Cousins, uh, and I've shared this from time to time, and I covered DeMarcus Cousins when DeMarcus Cousins was a rookie uh, in Sacramento. Before I moved to the Bay, uh, DeMar- his rookie year was my last year working in, in Sacramento. 
Uh, so, I mean, I go way back with, with DeMarcus Cousins and, and know a lot of the, the stuff that he's been through. And so, you know, some of it, some of it is, is on him as far as the, the mood and the attitude from time to time. But, but uh, you can't not be happy for, for DeMarcus Cousins given the two injuries. And, and again, he, he had the two Clay injuries. So everything that Clay's been through, and we've watched it, DeMarcus has been through uh, over these last three and a half, uh, four years or so. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Mike in San Francisco is next here. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, how you doing, JD? Good hey, man. man. I just want to say that um, I think that uh, bringing Jordan Poole off the bench and putting him back in his regular spot would be a good idea because I think it's too much for him right now with all the hoopla and everything. And also, I was starting. To, I was thought we were going to be in trouble because if Mike Malone would have played Boogie Cousin and Jokic together while they was up by ten, they would have put us to sleep. You know, because we it's, it's no secret that Achilles is being too small. What do you think about that? Yeah, I look. Thanks for the call. I don't know how they guard anybody at that point, Mike. I really don't. If you're going to play them both together, and I know, what I think Reggie Miller maybe mentioned that at some point uh, when things were really not going well uh, for the Warrior or, or for the for the Nuggets, and and what are you going to do to try to change it up? Uh, I mean, look, Boogie was awesome, and he went back to Jokic, and Jokic was awesome. I do think things got a little out of whack when uh, he was in the foul trouble, and and it it allowed enough of you know, just some janky moments for the Warriors to to get enough stops and and propel themselves to to victory, uh, but but no, and and with the way the Warriors play and speeding the game up, I mean they wouldn't have been able to defend anybody uh, at that point if you put those two out there together. As far as Jordan Poole coming off the bench, uh, and I did want to touch on this, uh, Poole coming off the bench because the the call was made, and, and look, I said it on Sunday after Game Four. Curry was going back into the starting lineup tonight. Like there was no doubt after the the game, the last three games that that he had in Game Two, Game Three, and Game Four, uh, he was going back in. The only question was going to be, was Jordan Poole going to go back to the bench, or was Kevon Looney going to take a seat on on the Warriors bench? And I thought in series that it would be Jordan Poole. And I mentioned that to Whitey on, on Warriors wrap-up on, on Sunday as he was doing the show with me. I, I said, you know, I think in series you're going to go with that best five to try and close it out, and then you're going to move to the next series, hopefully if you're the Warriors, and you're going to make the adjustment back to maybe bringing Poole off the bench in game one of the next series after you have a few days to get everybody in the right rotation and practice it a little bit, the combinations of players with the game plan against whoever you're going to play. So I, I think tonight it was interesting that Poole got the start, but then Kevon Looney was the first sub in. So that, to me, was a tell that the Warriors still – wanted to start pool maybe to keep him happy or, and that he's earned it based on the way he played in the three games but they also still wanted to get that that Steph Clay Wiggins Draymond Looney lineup out there together because that group is more used to to playing together or had practiced together a lot in the week lead up to this series and, and over the week and a half plus that, that, that the series went on. So I think it, 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 it was pool started and then Looney for pool 
And and it almost it, it made me think, well, if you were going to just bring Looney in four minutes into the game, you probably should have just brought Jordan Poole off the bench. But I think there was some kind of reward or maybe even a little bit of a hint that the Warriors were concerned about how Jordan Poole would take it or could it send him into a funk if they if they did it in the middle of a playoff series when he was playing as well as he did in those first three games of said playoff series. So uh, it, it, it didn't really work out tonight. That lineup was... I think a plus one in the first half, a minus one in the, or minus six in the second half. And it wasn't as dominant as the series went on as it was early uh, in the series. But I think, you know, you, you look through it and, and I would say that Poole comes off the bench in the next series and Looney goes back into the starting lineup to battle the Jaron Jackson juniors a little bit to battle the, the Carl Anthony Towns a little bit if that winds up being the case and you're still going to see a lot of that other group but I think the Warriors want to have a little bit of time to practice what it's going to have to look like with him as the as the super sixth man all right Big Rob and Vallejo on 95.7 the game hey Big Rob JD JD man I'm with you man like we all spoiled out here man everybody's talking about like we should have swept them or everything like that I mean it's a playoff right Every uh, every game's a grind, man. You've got Jokic, like one of the best big men in the game, and I mean, we came out of the series with a win. Poole wasn't the best tonight. We got it done. You see Memphis and the T Wolves. I mean, that's uh, the uh, two versus uh, seven series. They're in the series. The Suns and Pelicans. That's going to Game Six. The Sixers in the series. I mean, the Warriors are just fighting, man. Right. That's it. They're, they're fighting, they're scratching, they're clawing. And look, nobody thought I, – I think maybe because the first two games were so dominant that people got a little bit lulled into thinking, oh, this team's just going to cook everybody. And and this series is over and, and the next two games are going to look like the last two games and that, that they basically had the Nuggets number to the point where they were just going to lay down and, and say night-night. And, and it just didn't happen. Because Jokic is an, is a is an all time great already at what twenty five twenty six years old, he's an all time great, going to be in all likelihood a two time MVP, and and Michael Malone is a bulldog. I, I mean, I love Michael Malone, one of my favorite coaches in the in the NBA, and so he was not gonna he was gonna keep cracking and keep making adjustments and keep trying to figure out things that that his team could do. Uh, to to hang in the series, and he did. You know, the Nuggets got better as the series went on, and the Warriors found themselves having to sort of readjust in an attempt to to get the win. All right, uh, before we hear from Gary Payton the second, uh, one of the stars of the game, let's get to the shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Here comes Clay Thompson up to set a screen for Curry. Now Payton will set a screen. Curry. They shadow a double team. Draymond gets it from Clay up top to Peyton. Right corner to Wiggins. Puts it on the deck. Peyton with a catch of a low pass with three, with two. Takes a three and hit it! Gary Peyton the second. The young glove with a big time bucket there. That play was going absolutely nowhere. And he nailed it. A 10 point quarter for Peyton the second. Yeah, ten point quarter for Peyton the second, and yeah, it was nobody. It was the nobody wanted to shoot it possession with the game tied at ninety four, and then Peyton finally did shoot it and and put the Warriors up by three at that point. Uh, they would get a stop. Curry would hit a layup, and uh, the the Warriors uh, at that point uh, up five, and and they'd go on 
to win this thing is the foul game down the stretch. 102-98, the final. Uh, that's your shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call 211, your shot of the game. Let's go ahead and hear uh, from Gary Payton the second, one of the heroes from this series-clinching victory for the Warriors over the Nuggets. Gary, when, when you're on the bench and you're watching this game unfold in the first quarter, it looked like the Nuggets were kind of coming after you guys def offensively. They were playing with a lot of conviction. What's your, your mindset when you take the court in a game like this? I just come in and um, take the head of the sneaker, that second unit, which was uh, uh, Bones and, uh, and Boogie. And, you know, they, uh, they run that second unit well. So just come in and try to, you know, slow their, slow their offense down and try to get stops and get my hands on balls and deflections and whatnot just to, you know, second guess, make them second guess. We've talked a lot about this series, about what it means for you to be in the playoffs with everything with your career and how you bounced around to finally find a home with the Warriors. What does it mean for Steve to keep you in for the fourth quarter and for you to contribute in such a big way as you did tonight? It just uh, gives me confidence, you know, that he uh, trusts me out there in big minutes, big moments, and, uh, you know, just to make plays and help my, my team, you know, get stops and, and go the other way and, and make plays. You know, it's just it's really fun just to be out there, you know, crunch time just with everybody and, and getting it done. Gary, you, you tracked down your dad courtside, right, as the final buzzer was sounding. Um, what made you want to talk to him right away, and what was your conversation? Oh, no, I just want to say what's up to him. I, I, didn't, I didn't say what's up to him before uh, before the game, so I just had to go say what's up before he left, but uh, nothing special. And he said after the game that, you know, he was getting mad because you were turning down a bunch of open looks earlier in the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, did, you, did you see, like, open looks, and what made you confident to take those, you know, with the game on the line late? Uh, yeah, I did, but I have uh, guys like Clay Thompson, Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, and Stephen Curry on my team and on the floor at the time. So I just try to give up a, a, a good shot for a great shot. And uh, Gary's been mad at me probably since high school, get passing up shots, so he'll be all right. <laughs> Steve said you are unfazed, especially in big moments. What are the things that you draw from in your career to give you that confidence in any type of moment? It's just basketball. You know, we're just playing basketball. And I'm going to go out there and, and play the right way, uh, try to play the smartest way. I know confidence in my game, my IQ, that um, big moments, you know, it's just, just basketball. Come in, get stops, and, and go the other way and make plays. Uh, it's really not like a, a jitter or, you know, nervousness or nothing. It's just playing basketball with great players. Gary, how, how much over here, how much did the defense, not just you, but the whole team in the fourth quarter seem to turn it up a notch? They only scored six points in the uh, first eight minutes. I just came in and sat down. Uh, he's our leader. He gets us going, and uh, I follow his lead. Absolutely no questions asked. And everybody else seems to follow, too. So we know what time it is when, when Dre locks in and, and gets ready. We know what time, and, and we follow him. That's our leader, and we follow. Along those lines, I mean, Steve said Draymond is, is made for these moments. I mean, the regular season is one thing, but when he can, you know, tomorrow give his body a break and then go out and, and do it again. I mean, have you... Have you seen that from him this series? Just... I've seen it in the last 10 years of his career. He's hanged banners. He knows what it takes. He knows what, what, what needs to be done, knows how to take care of his body, and he knows how to come mentally prepared. And we're all just, like I said, following him, and he's teaching us how to be mentally prepared and go into games and know how the importance of the games, and, uh, and that's it. Steph scored uh, 11 of his 30 points in the fourth quarter there. Kind of, you can feel the gravity of him in that fourth quarter, especially at home in a closeout game like that. What was that like sharing the floor with him right there? I was a witness. <laughs> yeah, I was a witness. Uh, letting him cook, create plays for him, try to get him open looks. And, uh, you know, and after that, you know, you know what, what he does. Are you surprised late you've hit a couple threes that they still 
you know, laid so far off you or uh, are you surprised? Uh, it has nothing to do with me. If I'm open and teammates find me, uh, they told me to shoot it with confidence. I'm going to shoot it. If I don't shoot it, it hurts our team. So if that's what they want to do, we're going to adjust accordingly. And he's going to have to adjust by continuing to shoot it and by continuing to make it because I don't think uh, with Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and at times maybe even Jordan Poole out there on the floor, he's going to be one of the two players that the opposition gives looks to. And, and the shots that he can make are just crushers because it's beaten the defense with exactly what the defense wants to give. And yeah, if teams have to start changing it up against him, it's only going to open things up for other players and, and make the Warriors that much more dangerous. But uh, I think Peyton overall has been – he's improved enough offensively to where I would almost call him a little bit of an underrated offensive player because he's he's able to, to knock down uh, the, the three ball the, – the open three ball in, in significant stretches uh, you know, throughout the course of, of the, the season – and and really be you know uh, he was six for eight from three point range in in this series and so I mean you look at the the, the two games where he hit uh, the three he hit three in this game he had the three in the game in the first half in game three his offense won the Warriors two games in this series his offense was the difference in the four point win tonight the five point win game three back in Denver uh, because he was able to in those two games knocked down the the three pointers at the at the tune that he did uh for six of eight uh, throughout the course of of the whole series all right let's hear a little bit from draymond green now uh downstairs in the bill king interview room always good to hear uh, draymond and his thoughts on a warriors series clinching win i probably don't got much for y'all today i'm about to go home and do my podcast so snap why the Nuggets had an eight-point lead heading into that fourth quarter. From your perspective, what were the most important things you guys did to flip that score? We got stops and we stopped fouling. Entire game, you know, we kept talking about it. Stop fouling. And I'm not sure how many free throws they had through three quarters, but sure it had to be somewhere in the 25, 26 free throws. So um, once we stopped fouling, was able to get the game at our pace. You know, it looked a lot more like games one through three as opposed to game four. What do you think uh, you got from Young Glove from Gary tonight? He was incredible. On um, both ends of the floor, big shots, big plays, uh, two huge threes. He was absolutely incredible. He's, you know, he's worked very, very, very hard. And, you know, he's finally got his opportunity. He's taking advantage of it, and it's great to see. In a game like this where there was so much, I mean, they were really physical at the start. You know, they're coming after you guys. It looked like this is the kind of game that's almost suited for Gary's game just to kind of grime it up a little bit. It is. Um, you know, when you want to muck the game up, you know, we got guys like that that can um, play that same brand of basketball. Gary was huge tonight, but he's been that way for us all year. Draymond, when, when you're down eight points going to the fourth quarter, a lot of fans probably think, okay, how are they going to score to get back? But the defense really, as you said, is what changed it, isn't it? And, and what, what changed about the defense in the fourth quarter? Besides the, the following, it seemed like you guys just took the, the intensity to another level. Uh, I think we definitely took the intensity to another level. Um, not going to sit here and act like, act like our coaching staff wasn't incredible by going to that boxing one. Uh, that really threw their rhythm off. And then, you know, once you get a team out of rhythm, you know, then you go to your man-to-man your -man offense. and I mean, your man-to-man -man defense. And, and you have a lot better chance than, than just guarding a team that has their rhythm. And so I thought that was uh, great by our coaching staff and, you know, guys focused and capitalized on it.
Steve talked about how for three quarters it kind of felt like maybe you, Steph Clay, guys who have been in this situation before forgot how tough it could be to close out a series because it has been a couple years. Do you agree with that? And when did you kind of first start feeling that momentum shift? Was it just in the fourth quarter? Was it a little bit to close the third? You know, in that third quarter, we went on a run. We cut it to one, and then they ended up pushing it back to eight. But we knew right there that we had gained the traction. We had to we had the, the game at the pace we wanted to get it at. Then after that, all we needed to do was clean up the rebounds. And once we cleaned up the rebounds, uh, then we were able to get out and push the ball and, and get some easy stuff, get some cross matches. It looks like there was a nice moment between you and Jokic post-game. Two competitors kind of hugging it out, giving a word. What was that about for you? Uh, I just told him, thank you for making me better. Uh, it's absolutely incredible to play against a guy like that. Incredible, incredible talent. Just told him, thank you for, for making me better. So it's an honor and a pleasure to play against someone so talented and so skilled you know usually when you have guys that talented and that skilled they're a little soft he's far far from soft you know he's an absolutely incredible player you talk plenty about you know 82 game players 16 game players um when did you know this season like Gary Payton the second like that's a playoff player early on in the season you know once he made the team and, and started imposing his will on games you just knew like all right that's a guy who's probably going to be on the floor during playoffs and, and most importantly the, the way he defends you know you, you need that defense uh in, in the playoffs to 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 stop guys, to muck the game up. Uh, get, he gets a lot of deflections. And so you just kind of knew early on once he, like I said, once he made the team and then really made his mark on this team and what he was going to bring to it, you kind of knew then that he would be one of those 16 game players. They had 14 offensive rebounds through the, for, through the first three quarters, but none in the fourth. To you, like, what was the biggest difference? Is that just a size thing or anything else? Same size we had all game and all year we kind of had in the fourth quarter. I think it's just a matter of guys taking on that challenge. You know, we had had a lot of rebounds bouncing to, to the free throw line and we weren't getting the 50-50 balls. We knew going into that fourth quarter, if we were going to close this series out, we had to get the 50-50 balls and we had to rebound. And we came up with just about all of them there in that uh, fourth quarter. This is your guys' like first playoff series win since 2019. To do it with the guys that you've won so much with, I mean, what does it mean for you guys to get this? Special. Like I said the other day, it, it feels a lot more familiar than the last two years felt. That's who, that's who we are. That's, you know, that's why we've had the success that we've had. You know, we know how to win games. We know how to win playoff games. And, you know, we put the work in. We trust in each other. And, you know, the results show in that. Over the years, you've seen how teams defend Steph. Seems like now when he decides to get to the rim, he can kind of do it whenever he wants. That wasn't always the case. I think he's a lot stronger. Um, you know, when, when he's driving to the hole, uh, what teams used to do was bump him off his path. Can't move him anymore. And so once he gets his head down and he wants to get to the rim, he's getting there uh, because you have to overreact to the shot. You know, if you're not pressed up and overreacting to the shot, then he shoots and good luck. But, you know, once he put his head down and drive and he's committed to getting to the hole, he's strong enough to take those bumps and not get pushed off his path. Steve said you guys had to get back to being you guys, get back to being us. Um, what, what did that mean to you? Uh, stop turning the ball over, defend without fouling. You know, we we that was some of the keys to the season when we came into the year. Uh, defend without fouling and cut our turnovers back. Ten turnovers. We didn't quite defend without fouling, but we did when it mattered most, and that was what was most important. The fouling, they cleaned up the rebounds, and they were able to make enough plays uh, to to help flip the game. Enough shot making from Steph Curry, and enough shot making from. Gary Payton the second uh, to to get this thing you know flipped and the Warriors 
win it by the final of, of 102 to, to 98. So uh, let's go ahead and move uh, from Draymond uh, and hear a little bit from Steph Curry as well before we uh, call it a night here from inside Chase Center. Uh, unbelievable last four games of, of this playoff for Steph Curry uh, as he wound up with 30 points in, in this one tonight. Second straight 30-point game, third in the last four games. Uh, so Curry averages 28 points, three and a half boards, five and a half assists in the five appearances in this playoff series. The one start as he got back into the starting lineup tonight. So here's a little bit of Steph. Starting the fourth quarter down eight, maybe everything wasn't going the way you guys had wanted. What was your think, thinking going in that? It was a weird vibe dealing with, I'll call it some nerves and you know anxiousness to try to take care of business, knowing how important this game was to win, you know, first three quarters, two and a half quarters, uh, you could tell like we were kind of pressing a little bit. And they were obviously, Jokic was playing amazing and they had a lot of life in that third quarter. And it was a good reminder of, again, how hard it is to win a playoff game, how hard it is to, you know, close a team out and just dealing with the nerves of it all because it matters so much. And I think we wanted it so much, got in our own way a little bit. You know, fourth quarter is just about can you find a way to just get it done, get enough stops to speed up the game a little bit, put some pressure on them, and we were able to do that. Obviously, everybody contributed. It was a it was a fun fun way to finish the game, considering all that's happened this year with the lineup that we had out there, GP doing his thing on both ends of the floor. You know, Draymond and Loon providing a good presence for us inside. Uh, Otto coming up big. Exactly, not exactly how you would draw it up, but it was you know a playoff type of environment where it's just can you get the win and get out of here. Gary barely made the roster. W was there a moment you knew, like, oh, that guy can help us win playoff games, like maybe early in the season? Seems so long ago, but, like, November was a while, just how he was making his presence felt, bringing a lot of energy, athleticism on both ends of the floor, his defensive awareness and impact. So you knew, like, he was capable of doing that. But it's also, like, the unknown of this group being – in this situation for the first time and playoffs brings the best and worst out of you. And like, look at his impact this series from not mistaken the first two games, you know, he played a little bit, but he had an impact, but it wasn't like tonight game three, he was amazing in the first half, pretty much perfect in his minutes, you know, game four didn't really have, you know, that opportunity. And then he comes back and, finishes off a, a series clinching game. So it's, it's how we do things. You know, everybody has to be ready, but he you know, really made his presence felt and showed, you know, what he's capable of. And he's going to continue to do that, especially with whoever we play next round. Stephan, in a game like this where you know, the Nuggets were coming after you guys really hard early on and physical, a lot of fouling, got choppy, grimy. How valuable a tool is a guy like Gary? He fills a lot of different roles, and he's tough to – if he's making, you know, his, his catch and shoot threes, he's tough to game plan against because you put probably your big on him. He can roll he, – obviously, he was rolling to the basket, picking rolls, finishing at the rim. He made those two clutch threes. So, what he gives us on defense is amazing already. And then when you put teams in different positions on offense, you know, when they're defending us and he's kind of roaming all over the place and using his quickness – you know, to his advantage, it's pretty impactful. He even made a play, I think, where he turned out a three-pump fake, drove down, dropped down past the Draymond for a finish. So you could tell as a guy that's been around the, the game in terms of it's in his DNA, and he looked very composed out there in a very big moment. You seem to get going from three, second half, and then at some point you clearly decided to get to the rim. What went into that decision, and uh, 
how much better do you feel driving to the rim with the way they're playing you on, on defense? It's just all feel. Like, I think I hit those three threes in the third quarter. And it was just a matter of just feeling the rhythm and stepping in and taking them the rest of the time. Try to play that balance of not forcing something early in the shot clock and making them defend. And then, you know, seeing those driving lanes that if they're going to try to sell out three and you get a, a big out there in an uncomfortable position, you can get downhill. So it's uh, it's just being confident, whatever it is. Like, even if I were to try to shoot some step back threes or something like that, I, if that's what shot I was going to take, it was going to be a confident shot. But you kind of live and die with uh, with that. Tonight, it was kind of a nice balance. And down the stretch, I saw a lot of space and was able to get down there. Steph, uh, Draymond was so determined to, you know, defend without fouling after game four. And um, he, he shined on that tough matchup uh, each game. Uh, what can you say about what he does on the on the playoff stage to, you know, take his game to another level in a matchup like that? Having been around, you know, the block a few times, you run out of words to try to describe it. It's it's obviously a guy like Jokic is, I don't even know how to explain him either. The pressure he puts on your defense every single possession, it's it's insane. So Draymond taking on that challenge, uh, obviously, you know, undersized, but not in his heart and his competitiveness and find a way to make it, make his presence felt. And it's also his understanding of the game to know you can look at Jokic's stat line and, it's ridiculous, like 30, 19, and 8. But I'm sure if you ask him, he understands Draymond's going to make him work for everything. And over the course of a series, like, I don't know. I'm glad I'm on this side of, uh, of that conversation. Steph, yesterday you talked about the essence of who you are is, uh, as a team is, you know, seeing what's best for the team and accepting, even if it might be a lesser role. And we were thinking it was maybe about starting, but Jordan doesn't play most of the fourth quarter. Um, do you talk to him about that? Do you think he understands that? Or is that just you understand that he he's going to get it because this is who you are? I think Wick said it yesterday, like you put your ego aside and understand things change really quickly, but we need everybody. We need everybody to be ready to have an impact and when you, you know, you're out on the floor, be locked in. So you know, I was talking to Coach today. It's not like you just have eight guys that you're just going to play. Like we do have, you know, 12, 13 guys that you could throw out there and understand how we play and could provide some energy, you know, something on defense or offense. So for JP, like it's the playoff experience of understanding, you know, he really helped us get off to a great start in this series. And we needed every bit of his, uh, his energy and his offense, you know, those first two games, three games, really. These last two, I'm just proud of the way he's competed on the defensive end took that big charge on bones down the stretch in the second quarter like found a way to uh, be impactful and then the lessons you need to learn in terms of you know fouling and game plan stuff that's the uh, evolution of you know that playoff experience so he's like I said we've been saying it all year he's built for this he understands who he is and what he provides for us and game one and next series you started all over again two quick questions um one do you anticipate that you'll ever have to be in a situation where you're coming off the bench again? I hope not. And then I, sec- I mean, it would only be an injury, so I hope not. Yeah. And then second one, um, this is the first time you guys have won a playoff series since 2019. What does it mean to do it with these guys, especially after everything you guys have been through just over the last two two years, three years? I mean, it means a lot. Just it's, you don't ever take it for granted. You understand being on this stage. Like we understand we have, hopefully have a lot, a lot left to do, but getting to the playoffs and, you know, getting through a series and winning four games against a good team, like it's, it's, it's hard. And every team wants to be in this position, you know, 
at the end of the year. And, you know, for me, Draymond, Clay, Loon, like we've all been been there before and, and love that feeling, love that com- competition and the environment. It's also a reminder of tonight was just a weird feeling because we hadn't been there in a while. And it was like we wanted, again, we wanted it so bad, kind of made it a lot more difficult on ourselves. So, but we still remember how to do it, which is which is a good uh, good feeling. And figuring out how to do it, I think, is the most important thing. Uh, again, uh, and look, this group hasn't. Parts of this group have have done things at the at the highest level, but this group collectively has hadn't done anything in the postseason other than win three first round games before tonight. So, it's another box checked. And when you look at at just the way that this series played out with Steph Curry, you know, coming off the bench in in game one and the Jordan Poole show and and Clay Thompson and those two really carrying the way in the first game. And then Steph comes along for the ride with the other two for the game two win and the game three win in Denver, along with big moments from from Gary Payton, the second and Draymond Green playing just exceptional basketball on both ends of the floor and doing what he does best. Uh, you you look at the way this series played out, the Warriors having to not have it all be rosy for them uh, in game four, and it wasn't all rosy for them tonight in game five, but others stepped up, and it was just as much about the three-guard lineup with Steph and, and Clay and Poole and Wiggins and Draymond. It was just about as much about them in the in the first couple of games as it was about the job that Porter and Peyton did with Steph and Clay and Draymond down the stretch in this one. If anything, this series tells you nothing's going to be easy for the Warriors for sure, and they're, you're just going to have to keep finding different ways to win on, on a given night and, and treat each playoff series as its own uh, entity. All right, a couple of quick notes here, and then we'll, we'll call it a, a night and we'll call it a series uh, as the Warriors uh, improved to 12-3 and in Game 5s, going back to 2015 as they've won their last three Game 5s in the playoffs. Uh, Warriors now 19-8 and in series-clinching games, going back to 2015 as well as the Warriors in the five-game set shot 51.5% from the field, 42.2% from three, uh, and 70% at the free-throw line. Uh, the Warriors out shooting the Nuggets, 42 to 36 uh, from three-point range in this series. And I think if you look at it, uh, just the, the, the cumulative numbers, the, the biggest thing that tells the story in, in this series is, to me, the Warriors, 76 three-pointers made at a 42.2% clip. When you look at the Nuggets from three-point range, they shot, they made 56. So the Warriors had 20 more threes over the five games at a 36% clip. Uh, sometimes it is as simple as that. And you look at tonight uh, with a lot of the things that the Nuggets were able to do well, just not enough shot making ultimately uh, to beat the Warriors. All right, so what's up next? Warriors into the second round of the playoffs. We'll lay this out for you quickly. If Minnesota and and Memphis, they play on Friday night. If Memphis wins at Minnesota Friday night game six, Warriors and the Grizzlies from Memphis, FedEx Forum, 1230 Pacific on Sunday. If Minnesota forces a game seven, then that means that the Warriors will face the winner of that game seven on Tuesday, May the 3rd. If the Warriors play the Grizzlies, they do not have home court advantage. First two games on the road. If the Warriors face the Timberwolves, should the T-Wolves come back and beat the Grizzlies, then the Warriors uh, would host games one and two of 
the Western Conference semifinals. All right, that's going to do it uh, for me. Uh, thanks a lot to Sterling Bennett and Craig Valentino and everybody in our San Francisco studios for cutting the highlights, putting the postgame sound together. Just an awesome job uh, by one and all. Everybody catch breath for a couple of days because uh, the grind is just getting going here. Uh, but thanks to everybody. Uh, I'm John Dickinson. I'll be back tomorrow night uh, sitting in on the night show uh, with Alan Stiles from 6 until 10. And then I'm going to be sitting in for Matt Steinmetz on Friday from noon to 3 with Daryl the Guru Johnson as well. Make sure you keep it locked here, Warriors, this week on Saturday, 9 to 1, and then we'll see. Uh, might be headed off to Memphis after the show on Saturday. Uh, or you never know, maybe the Timberwolves come back and the Warriors and the T-Wolves are in action Tuesday night right back here in this building. Regardless, the Warriors get the job done. They win tonight 102-98. to They win the series four games to one in the first playoff series victory in 1,073 days. So I'll talk to you tomorrow night. Uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you as far as game one of round two. Uh, but regardless, keep it locked right here on your home for Warriors basketball. It's 95-7 the game. Good night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.